Welcome to 2015, everybody. On this week's show, we're going to be discussing comfortable and crazed times to visit the Universal Florida theme parks. Hey, folks, I got a little bit of uh, something else here to tell you before we get the show started. And I uh, just added this in uh, in uh, post-production. And that is some extra audio of uh, Cameron and I walking through the parks and uh, just chatting. And so I thought I would throw it on to the end of the show for you to listen to since this is a little bit of a short show. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. <laughs> This is show 307 for the week of January 5th, 2015. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at universalsdoor.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. We're back with more comfortable and crazed times to visit, and this time it is going to be for Universal Florida Parks. And so we're just going to start out the same way we did. If you listen to the show that we just did on Disney, it's going to be the same kind of format. And so I'm just going to start out by giving you some tips, uh, even outside of kind of the month-to-month thing. And so biggest thing is uh, here, get to the parks at opening, and many times that even happens even maybe up to 30 minutes before the posted opening time. I mean, Cameron and I saw ourselves in the parks at 6.45 in the morning. And when that happens, uh, it's amazing that by what, what'd you say, like 11, 11.30, Cameron, we could have ridden a ton of stuff and we were ready to take a break for the day. Right. We were kind of done because there were a bunch of attractions that didn't open till what, noon? Or right. It was 11.30. I think we were done by like 10.30 or 10 even. I mean, one day we even walked to the uh, Islands of Adventure side instead of taking Hogwarts because it was going to be closed. And we stopped along the way and rode Transformers and uh, Despicable Me, correct? Yeah, both of them. Yep. Yep. And still hit some stuff then over in Hogsmeade and came back through and stuff was still not open yet, like uh, Terminator. So... I mean, Terminator, can, the what was it? A bunch of stuff wasn't open. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff there in like the Hollywood yeah. area. Uh, the what is it? The Lucille Ball thing wasn't open. Right. Uh, there was there was quite a bit of stuff that still wasn't open. There was so. like no characters out. It was it was pretty dead. Like, but if you want to hit, I mean, like Gringotts twice, that's the time to do it, because you can literally hit it and get off and get right back on it again if you do it first thing. Um, you know, make the brisk walk back there and get in line and hope that, you know, as you're heading your way back there, that it's not closed. I haven't heard anything though lately about that thing being closed. Have you, have you guys heard anything? Nope. I'm going to take that as a no. It seems like Twitter has been very quiet as far as things being, you know, broken down or not working correctly. And so it seems to me like they're over that hump now in universal and hopefully, Next time I hit there, it's going to be that same way. Uh, let's see here. I also put here, during busy times, uh, consider getting uh, either buying the Express Pass, which could be anywhere from 40 to like 70 I think, dollars a day. During busy times, you're going to be looking at the max amount, which is 70 bucks per day. Or you can stay at a deluxe resort. If you're doing that, or if you're if you want to pay for the Express Pass, I would say if you're going to do try to do at least three days in the parks. At that point, you're better off to get uh, 
well, you probably couldn't get a power pass, which would be around $212 with tax and all, because you might be there during a blackout period. You can check, check the dates you're going to be there, um, and see if you're going to be there during a blackout period. If you're not, then buy the power pass, and within three days, between the uh, discount that you can get, if you decide to stand at Deluxe, that discount per day would pay, well, let's say, okay, if you're going to get the discount, let's say to stay at Cabana, that discount per day that you would get would pay for your Express Pass. If you want to stand at Deluxe, you're going to get a free Express Pass, and you'll also get a reduced cost per day because of your, uh, uh, of your annual pass on the uh, Deluxe Resort. Both of them, I mean, honestly, the Deluxe is going to be a five-minute or so boat ride over, and the bus ride uh, and the walk to from Cabana over is going to be, it could be less than 10 minutes. And so you're not really going to miss a lot either way there. So if it comes down to limited budget, then I would say do Cabana and use that some of that savings to get the Express Pass. And then watch, too. If, it's not gonna, if you're planning on getting there first thing in the morning, a lot of times you could still knock stuff out even during a busy time and not have to use, not have to pay for an express pass on that day. If you're going to be there and there's just no way around it uh, and you know, hey, I'm going to be there on like a 7, 8, 9, 10 day, then buy the express pass. And then that guarantees you you're going to be able to hit the, these attractions that you want to hit without waiting in so many lines. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, and then I put, I'm just looking at my notes here too about uh, saving your money and stuff uh, if you're there during slow times. Cameron and I had considered that when we went of buying the Express Pass on the Friday, which was going to be the last day we were going to be there. And the purpose in that was to try to hit as many things as possible so then we could leave and head over to the Disney parks and do stuff over there. And we ended up not even needing it. Wouldn't you agree, Cameron? Oh, yeah. It wasn't necessary at all. Yeah, not at all. I mean... I would have felt like, wow, we really wasted our money if, if I'd have bought it on any of those days. And so most of the days, the stuff that we didn't hit, we didn't hit because we didn't want to. It wasn't because of lines or you know not enough time. Um, we took breaks in the middle of the day, especially on the first day. We went back to the hotel and crashed because you know we'd had like three hours of sleep from the night before. And yeah. So and I actually we did that. Went back to the parks. And rode some attractions, came back out and ate dinner, and felt like it was a complete day that we hadn't even missed any time in the parks. Uh, I, so I would, I would say, you know, if you're going to be there during during a semi-slow time, plan on kind of visiting that way. And you know, if it looks like it's going to be busy, and you know, to eat in the parks, then leave the parks and go out to City Walk and eat out there. All right, so we're going to hit uh, first in the month of January. Uh, they actually have uh, a celebration of Harry Potter that's going to be on January the 30th to February the 1st. And so actually that's supposed to be a pretty neat event to go to. You can buy uh, VIP passes and things like that to get into that if that's what you would decide that you wanted to do. Uh, let's see here. It does look like though... On here, I'm just jumping through a calendar here to see what the days are going to be like. Uh, it's very busy. <laughs> so as you're heading into the first of the year here through a lot of, uh, well, let's say up till about the fourth, things are pretty busy through both of the uh, Universal Parks. Uh, then actually it slows down quite a bit. You're looking at fours and fives and actually threes heading into January. And that looks like it's going to cover most of the rest of the month. 
uh, up until the 17th. 17th looks like it'll be busy, and then you're back into slow times again, fours and fives. So most of January looks like uh, kind of the same that it looked in uh, uh, when we were talking about the Disney parks. Once again, uh, it's just a general slowdown for everybody. That's, I guess that's kind of a good thing. All right, uh, let's see here. So we go into next then uh, into February. February, you got Mardi Gras. And if anybody did Mardi Gras last year, um, you're going to think, well, Mardi Gras lasted forever last year. This year, that's going to be different. Uh, the reason why it lasted and it was extended for so many months last year was because they didn't have the Wizarding World open yet. And so they were trying to extend activities in the parks oh, leading up okay. to that. And so this year is going to be completely different when it comes to that. I, I don't think that having Mardi Gras extended for so long uh, in 2014 actually made the parks any busier. I think the same people that wanted to go to Mardi Gras went during the normal time. And the rest of the time it was just additional something for people to see. So, okay, so it looks like for most of the month, of uh, February. This is a great month to be there, as it is over in Disney. Uh, looks like on the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. So as we get into the end of the month, uh, it looks like it's busier during that time. Uh, and then slacks off uh, after the 21st. So really the 14th through the 21st look like they're uh, busy. President's Day. Yeah. It's that, yep. It's that Valentine's Day, President's Day thing again. Yep. And so... Uh, so that you know, that sounds like be, get there in earlier, get there in late February, and it'll be a good time to be in the parks. So March, March they don't have anything special going on, and I can almost guarantee you that. Oh yeah, okay. So after like the 14th, leading up through St. Patrick's Day, it looks like it's pretty busy there. Yeah, nothing special going on. Could be uh, spring break that they've accounted for spring break coming up into Florida and in other. Uh, areas around there, there uh, for a busy time in the parks, and so don't forget probably, also that this is going to be the first spring that um, Wizarding World, the other side's been open. Right. So yeah, and so I do this, have listed here too. Orlando schools will be on spring break uh, March 30th through April 3rd. In case anybody yeah. wants to know that, that's going to make it busy, no matter mm -hmm. what. That's going to make it busy. Uh, let's see here. So April, we're still in Mardi Gras in April. Uh, the biggest thing in April uh, to remember too. So you obviously you have a spring break going on until the third. So that's going to pretty much wipe out that first week. Uh, then you have a grad bash going on on April the 17th, the 24th, and the 25th. So you probably want to stay out of there during that time. Parks are going to be crazy during that month. If we go into May, things are starting to heat up then in May. And we still have the Grad Brash go going on on May the 1st and 2nd. And then Grad Venture. This is for middle schools and stuff. Uh, tweens, basically. Uh, and that's going to be on May the 8th and the 15th. And so remember, things are starting to heat up at this point. Uh, at that point, then, you're going into June. June is obviously a busy month. On top of that, they have the Summer Concert Series that's going to be going on there. And so that's going to pick up uh, the size of crowds and stuff that are going to be in the park during that time. Uh, July, you're in the blazing heat of the summer, and you're into some of the worst crowds probably of the year. And it seems like um, it's worse for crowds sometimes, even in Universal, than maybe what you might be seeing in Disney. It's worse for um, 
uh, teenagers and stuff because of the amount of thrill rides. And you do not, yeah, it's the entire month of July is either a 10 or it's a 9 out of 10. And that's going to be on both sides. So, I mean, I understand if that's where you, uh, if that's the only time that you have to visit, then I would go into the to tip that I gave you earlier. And that's try to get uh, either buy express passes or stay in deluxe and um and then try to use an annual pass what you would have to get is you you could not buy the power pass you'd have to buy the next level up which is like 279 but you're going to still save if you stay in deluxe they're probably going to give you uh i would say you're probably looking at you get 60 dollars off per day that you're there and uh maybe more maybe less uh you can call and ask them ahead of time before you decide to buy that pass and if you stay in deluxe, then you're going to get free express passes. This and August are both looking like, you know, uh, eight, nines, tens. So very busy times, very hot times. Good time to use uh, express pass and get yourself out of the parks early in the day and then uh, and then come back in the evenings. Uh, let's see here. Next, going into September, if Rock the Universe, which is a Christian concert festival, it goes on a lot like Night of Joy that they do over in, uh, in Disney. And you get near the end of September. Now, I was there uh, leading right up to this point, and the crowds were not bad at all in the park. So I would say, uh, as I just said earlier, there was no reason to have to buy an express pass. Get it, as long as you get into the parks early, you can do everything you want to do. Take that break if you want or stick around, eat, do whatever you want, and then get ready to hit more rides and do all those things in the evenings. And some rides are going to be blanked most of the day anyway, but I'm talking about the you know the major attractions, your premium rides like Gringotts or uh, Forbidden Journey or Hulk Coaster or Rip Ride Rocket, some of those things that people want to do. Uh, you want to hit those early in the morning and leave the rest of the stuff either for later in the day or a little later in the afternoon. Beginning the end of that month or you're into Halloween Horror Nights, uh, I've noticed that Halloween Horror Nights, since they're really a t hard ticket event, they don't seem to affect the parks, the crowd size in the parks at all. What they will affect is that the, um, I want to say Islands of uh, Adventure side, I believe Islands of Adventure side closes early uh, for Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, and so you're, you're not going to have as much park time. You're going to have to switch sides uh, or leave altogether. Uh, leave the parks completely at that at that point because of those going on. So just be prepared for limited park time hours because of that. Uh, October, same thing. Uh, of, of course, crowds start falling off. Adam, you and I were there around that time in yep. early October. Crowds weren't that bad at all. And we saw the Halloween Horror Night stuff even set up then. Of course, the, the closer you get to um, Halloween, the worse the crowds are going to become. Halloween Horror Nights is a very popular event, and so just be prepared for that. As I said, uh, crowd's not horrible. Temperatures are actually going down mildly, um, uh, but as, as usual, the uh, park hours are going to be limited, so just be prepared for that. Also, uh, Universal spends a lot more money on the bringing in uh, intellectual properties that are not theirs for movies and scaring and stuff, so it's... Um it's much more of a feat and much more of a craw crowd draw than the Disney Halloween festivities. And, so, but it can be also. I mean, if you the Halloween Horror Nights can be very expensive to go to. Uh, from what I've heard, a lot of people say 
don't if you don't have uh, well, for, first of all if you have an annual pass and you can get a discounted ticket into it if you buy a certain level of annual pass then they'll give you free nights and the Halloween Horror Nights but they still won't give you what's called like a VIP pass into it and that's like the express pass that gets you through lines if you want to do more stuff while you're there Mm -hmm. uh, some people say if you're there on a busy time, you're not going to get to go into very many places at all before the night's over with because of the size of the lines. But if you have that express pass, it'll get you through things quickly. If you don't, uh, if you're just buying a ticket for just that event, a lot of people say get into Orlando. You can get a pop can. Any pop can that is sold, even in that area, will have a uh, discount thing on it that greatly reduces the price of Halloween Horror Nights. So just grab one of those and then go up and buy your tickets, and you'll get them for like uh, like fifty dollars, I think, a night instead of uh, can be ninety or close to a hundred dollars for just the evening. And uh, so anyway, or you can buy like multiple days. There's a lot of ways to look uh, to go into that. If somebody actually goes to universalsdoor.com, you can click on the links that I've got in there for Halloween Horror Nights, and it will give you more information about that or any of the other events that I've kind of talked about here. As you head into November and December, which is kind of what we just went through here uh, with the uh, Disney parks, kind of the same thing is going on. They don't do the Christmas festivities as much um, in the uh, Universal Parks, not near like they do in the uh, Disney parks. You're going to see Grinchmas. You're going to see things like that in the parks. Um, but don't expect for the parks to transform greatly just because it's uh, Christmas time. Uh, and then, of course, at that point, uh, crowds are somewhat – they're going to pick up somewhat even just because of the fact that more kids are out of school. Things are happening. The locals begin to pour into the parks, and so you're going to see a lot of that. But all in all, um, if you're looking for reduced crowds on some times and you don't want to be in Disney where it just can be completely insane, you might consider dropping by or going over to the Universal Parks and checking them out. For a couple of days maybe and you know if you've got tweens and stuff like that they can do some of the thrill rides while uh, you get to just kind of hang out in the parks and go and eat or do some things like that so uh, yeah these are completely different animals when it comes to visiting parks and doing things like that uh, but i did want to just be able to throw in the fact of uh, how things look throughout the year even for myself uh for the universal parks so that's it uh you got anything you want to throw in adam i you know i don't know how many people are listening to this who are comparing disney universal whatever but i think the the one big thought is that um the universal parks i don't want to say they can't handle as much but they handle crowds differently than disney and so um you know there's parking is easy you just go to the garage and you walk through city walk and you're there um uh, compared to Disney, maybe where you're driving around to the different, you know, parking lots of the parks and park hopping and all that jazz. But, um, you know, uh, think about, we've talked about this before with, um, how universal designs their crowds where, um, say you want to go to Gringotts. Well, you want to go to Gringotts, but the other attraction that's going to pull you away from Gringotts is on the other side of the park, but it's kind of meant that way to, to put the, push the crowds in those directions. So, um, you may go, you may find that it's crowded in one area. You might have to go to another area and check it out. You know, check the check the ride times, the wait times, and uh, try to move around if you can't. I mean, not everybody's going to get up early and go early <laughs> when it's crowded. But if you, you know, if you happen to be there when it's crowded and you have to deal with it, try that. 
the other thing I was going to say is watch out for those special events, just like the uh, Harry Potter celebration. You know, just be careful of those. Sometimes they're just random. Universal tends to do that, unlike Disney, where Disney has all that stuff planned out. You know, Star Wars weekends, um, Halloween, uh, whatever. Yeah, not so scary, all that stuff. Marathons, that's all Disney's planned out way in advance. But Universal will do like the Harry Potter weekends, um, summer concert series. Yeah, they're planned out, but sometimes they'll just do a random whatever. I found it just seems that way. Yeah, it seems uh, like that they have some random events that kind of get thrown in here and there. Uh, you're right, because I think they just kind of threw in what was it? They did a One Direction concert. Yeah. Uh, Allen City Walk, which can. Oh, oh my goodness, man, yeah. That had to be insane. Oh, I'm sure. And I don't think it was even announced until just a few weeks before the concert actually happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be completely out of the loop and people knew about it ahead of that time. But, um, yeah, you don't want to get that thrown on top of you either. So you kind of have to watch for those little things that can pop up within yep. the Universal Parks or within that area. Um, I, you know, too, I'll just throw in here. If somebody is, let's say, doing Disney and doing Universal, uh, Cameron and I just tried this out, and so I know it works. Uh, let's say you're flying in. You do not want to do a rental car. Uh, you can fly in, do your first whatever couple days in – in Disney, and then do a couple days in Universal and switch resorts, stay over in Universal uh, price-wise and uh, resort-wise. It's great. It's They're really nice locations to stay in. And then jump back over to Disney and stay your last couple days or whatever you're doing in Disney, and then use a Magical Express to get you back to the airport. And it works. Uh, it works fine. And we even had a little you know toss-up there to where we were staying in DVC, and then switched and went over to Universal and then came back and stayed in the All-Stars at that point. And it all happened without a hitch. So it's a way to save. If you don't want to rent a car, it's a way to save on that cost of uh, getting from the airport to your hotel and then getting back. And, you know, you can Uber. You can uh, Mirrors. I've got those links on the site. You can use either one of those. We actually used Mirrors to get from Disney property over to Universal. And it worked great. Uh, it was twice as much money. It was about $53 to do that one way. Uh, where doing the Uber uh, was just as efficient or even better. And it cost me $26 with tip to get over for the both of us. And so, and I know there's a lot of stories out there about Uber right now in the news, but that is not what we um, experienced at all. Uh, yeah. And so with just two of us, we had a great ride. It was comfortable. The, the guy who drove us and everything was great. He arrived at the hotel within just minutes after you know I had contacted him through the app. And so, uh, yeah, I just like to throw that in there. A lot of people, I know there are deals out here uh, to where people will try to sell you tickets and limo or ride and to get over to the Universal Parks and get you back. But the price is outrageous. <laughs> And so I hate to see people get taken in by that when when actually they could save quite a bit of money and have even a better experience. Keep the money for yourself, in other words, and don't just give it to the travel service to provide you with a service that you can do yourself. So anyway, all right, got anything else, Adam? Nope, I think we got it covered. So. All right, that is it, and we will be back with uh, you all again next week. And uh, uh, as you can tell, uh, Roy kind of, jumped out of here he had things to go do and Cameron kind of dropped off so everybody's busy and got things to do and got things going on so uh, hopefully we can all 
be back together again on the next show. But until then, we say goodbye. Thanks, everybody. All right. Restroom break, and now we're back out into some real Tony Bennett for you, folks. Tony Bennett. Still in San Francisco, by the way. Tony in San Francisco and we're heading into New York. Film that back in there? Back in here. This alley? I don't know what all it does.
Had some nails driving. Looking straight up the street at Rip Ride Rockets. Three times. It's a, it takes a lot of effort to do that. I don't know how you would do it if you were a normal big guys. Dude, we should cut in here and do a quick review of Hogshead Tavern. Right now? Well, yeah, heck, we're live. We're in the streets. We'll do it now. Um, <clears throat> we stopped in there the other day. You can talk. Yeah, it's fine. And, <laughs> uh, and actually, it's a nice place to just go in and hang out for a little while. It's air-conditioned and... Just seems like you're not even in a theme park at that point, so go in there and get yourself a butter beer and uh, just kick back for a little while and relax. I'll make you write that. Yeah, never happened. And we're to Minion. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. If it, is it open? Yeah, it was open when we walked in. Okay. Did you see it open? Oh, that's right. He was calling people in and nobody was yeah. like, nah, again. Now. Okay, so we're going to do. Uh, we're gonna do Despicable Me. Banana. I think we're tall enough. I'm barely tall enough. <laughs> Become a minion. Oh, okay. All right, I'm gonna pause here for a minute and uh, well, and pick back up here in a little bit. 